Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. And uh, it was a it was an MMA free weekend, MMA free weekend. But just because there was no MMA, it doesn't mean the violence stops. It doesn't. Violence is everywhere. Um, there was bare knuckles. There was some bare knuckles on Friday nights. And it was it was good. It was fun. Uh, I can't say that I remember everybody's name or what their ranking was, but the the entertainment overall entertainment of sitting through a bare knuckle boxing or bare knuckle fighting event, man, it's worth your money. And bare knuckles put on a free show. They started the year off with a absolutely free show watched it on the youtubes i don't know if it's still up on the youtubes but you can i think if you uh download the app or something fill out a a thing you can you can still access it so if you guys want to see some some uh some fun scraps go watch the bare knuckles when you got some time this week and you'll see some fun little fights you'll see some all right um like I said, there weren't like notable fights. There aren't going to be names probably that a lot of you guys recognize, you know, but there were a lot of fun fights. Um, I want to share with you pictures from the fights because I stumbled upon this guy's pictures from uh, the event. And there's some pretty good pictures. All right. So I'm going to try to share this with you. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I guess I'll show. I mean, all the pictures are kind of good, but uh, some of the fights stood out a little bit more blood than others. Who's uh, this MMA junkie staff? This is their pictures. All right. I don't know. Is this uh, it's a better screen? set up you must like part of the pictures that way though huh there but that's not very big make it small huh no that doesn't work either yeah the restream here is a little limited with the uh we can do with the the boxes the pictures of the boxes but anyways um coltrane knocks out jackson this was a bloody fight the james brown fight i like this kid um he's tall lean he kind of reminds me of like snoop dog and uh he's tough he's tough he landed some good good uh good stuff bloodied up his opponent Morris was bleeding quite a bit. You can see a little bit better picture here of Mr. Brown. He was working the body. Um, did a nice job. This fight, the uh, Loken, Trevor Loken, he smashed Marcus. Marcus, for a second, looked like he didn't belong in the fight. He started the fight with a hammer fist, which is pretty unusual, I think. 
I think it's pretty unusual to try to hit somebody with the with the uh, bare knuckled hammer fist to start the fight, but he looked like he got outclassed and outmatched pretty pretty quickly. I don't know if there's a way to make that photo bigger. Nope. But Logan looked good. Uh, this heavyweight fight. This is one of the notable fights of the night, I believe. Okay, this was Washington versus Sears. Washington and Sears. And uh, this is both of their debuts. They both came to fight. They both, you know, put on a little bit of show. But you'll see uh, Sears got um, hit when he was down. But I, I don't know. What do you guys did you guys see this? Do you guys see this fight? Because I I would keep rewinding it to look to a better angle because this is bare knuckle fighting and you are allowed to grapple a little bit and hit. Like you're allowed to tie him up sometimes, right? Like um there was an incident where a guy kind of tried to pin a hand behind his back and that wasn't they said, No, you can't, you can't, you know, grab the wrist behind, but you can kind of control and hold the head a little bit when you're hitting. So I'm wondering, like, um, that's kind of what he was in this position. He had this little underhook position. When he hit him, was was Sears' knees actually hitting the ground? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell that Sears had had been placed in a down position yet because I couldn't see from the angle that they shot it from. If anybody has reverse angle or something on that, a different a different perspective, because then it's, I don't think it should have been a DQ. If he's in that kind of underhook position and he hits the guy and the guy can't continue, like, I thought you're allowed to hold and hit a little bit. But if his knees were down, then, then yeah, clearly he punched a downed opponent, and that's DQ. But unfortunately uh, for Washington there, he thought he won that fight. He was, he was ready to drink his little energy drink, and he was all happy, and it was the slow – realization as they made the announcements that that he'd actually been disqualified he was not happy he was not happy with that but that's to me that was i don't know it was controversial because sears obviously couldn't couldn't keep continuing fighting because he had a huge huge uh swollen mouse like under the eye probably couldn't see out of it very well so like the fight was over but what's his, what were his knees down? Were his knees down? Because I didn't think that that underhook necessarily was illegal. I thought you could hold and hit a little bit. Mm hmm. Am I wrong? I don't know. Uh, other fights. Yeah, you can see this blood just Cushman coming out. The uh, Albert Inklin and uh, Devin Gibson fight was fun. You guys are throwing. I was a. It's a pretty great picture with the guy's face all all floppy. <laughs> uh, but he was able to pull the fight off, pull off the win, get the W. It's a fast win from Soto. Uh, this was a beating. Murat Kazian and Jordan Weeks. Jordan Weeks uh, did not have a good showing in that fight. Um Kazgin was was just all over him from the beginning. And uh yeah, it's just it was a beating. He was he was he savaged him 
pretty badly. But that'll be that'll be uh, somebody to keep an eye out because that was his first first bloody knuckles fight event, and he came out hard and fast. Was a little bit technical. He could he could uh, make a little waves in the bare knuckles from Turkey. So he's got grit. It seems like he might have some grit. What are you guys doing over in the chat, huh? Oh, uh, a. I was watching the uh, football game. I was watching my kids' football game earlier today. I was watching that. I'm not watching. Is there a game tonight? Is there a football game tonight? Or not? Uh, T-Ball Paul is saying, have you ever been critiqued by a journalist to a degree that you got mad at them or didn't want to do interview with them? Uh, Kevin, like there's, there's certain, uh, journalists like Kevin Iroli who are nothing more than UFC, uh, attack dogs. Their, their goal is to spin an internal narrative in the UFC's favor every time. And if you're not aware of that ahead of time, they'll, they'll try to bait you into some questions, right? They'll give you some ropes, try to hang you with it to make you sound stupid or like a bad person just to make the UFC seem more right. Bad person. I think he's a bad person. <laughs> uh what else from the um from that night was was a fun watch chris lytle always good on the mic you know he's always entertaining um is it the main the main event richardson's and scoggins that's the main event right richardson's and scoggins no that was the co-main that's a pretty bloody fight I think it was a pretty bloody fight. Yeah. <clears throat> These two guys beat the hell out of each other. But you see some of the some of the blood work landing big punches. Uh eyes cut open, mouth cut open. I, I mean I use this photo for the uh the the thumbnail. And that there's like blood or flesh, actual flesh is like come off of his face here. Um, it's pretty nasty. And then this this left hand, straight left hand, is his nose exploded. His nose, um, Scoggins' nose, just boom. And you can see him walking here, and that that he's walking like Sasquatch. But he uh, he got smashed in the face pretty bad. <laughs> that's that's nasty. Oh, his poor nose. Bare knuckles is something else, guys. It is. I don't, you know. I know uh, a lot of people are upset with the slap box stuff. I don't like the slap box stuff because you're not defending yourself at all. You're just getting hit. It just seems very. Low, it's not it's low skill it's like how do you know you're not training for that you're not preparing you know to get better at that you're just you either can take a big slap or not i don't yeah it's terrible but you know bare knuckles you're defending yourself you got a chance to defend yourself but you're getting messed up you're getting cut up you're getting bruised up 
you're you're getting lumps. You're getting lumps one way or another. You're getting lumps in the bare knuckles. Main 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 card was uh, Sedino and Slavesky. This is cool because they're getting in some different uh, nationalities, different places. And you're going to see some gritty dudes that can fight from different places. Right? Because that's what was that? It's uh, Cuba and Macedonia. There's going to be some rough bare knuckle fighters in those in those places. Um, that main... Main fight was pretty decent too. Sylvesky getting it done. Those were the knuckles, man. The bare knuckles. The bare and bloody knuckles. I have said it before, said it again. I'm a fan. It's my one of my dirty little pleasures. It is. I like it. I like the bare knuckles. I'm a fan of um that grit that level of grit you know the idea that it's like yeah it hurts you're gonna hurt me so it doesn't really hurt pain don't hurt i'm just gonna come through i'm gonna keep moving i'm gonna keep walking through punches i'm gonna bleed i'm gonna have my bones hanging out through my skin <laughs> i might lose some teeth you know just oh there goes another tooth let's get going time to time to get it done that that level of grit that level of brawn boiler brawn you don't you don't come across very often especially these days you just don't you don't come across that type of grit as much and i respect it i respect it you know i also like uh it's at that point bare knuckles is at that point where it's not grown to a point where the monopoly of it is damaging people you know there's not that many bare knuckle events there's not many places to go there is no real competition um yeah all right guys so we also had boxing there was boxing this weekend and the uh boxing events The main card, right? Rocha and Ashy. Alexis Rocha and George Ashy. Uh, it was supposed to be Ryan Garcia. Right? Ryan Garcia was originally gonna supposed to be fighting, but he decided to not fight. And this is an important thing to understand because. Some people are mad and saying he's he was ducking the new opponent. But the truth is, he wants a, he wants a bigger fight. He's going to get to fight Javante Davis instead of, uh, you know, he doesn't want to take the risk of getting hurt fighting this other guy. Uh, Gesta, right? He's supposed to fight uh, Mercito Gesta. I've never heard of Mercito Gesta. He could be very tough, very dangerous but not that much name recognition. So people aren't going to show up and Ryan Garcia isn't going to make as much money. So he has the option of not fighting that really tough 
guy waiting it out and fighting for a bigger fight, a bigger opportunity for more money against a bigger name. And people are mad. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, it's like uh, promoter bias, I think. I think the fans a lot of times pick up the promoter bias. bias. Because the promoter's just like, oh, no, we these guys are scumbags. They should, you know, fight who's in front of them. They're ducking who, whatever, you know. Uh, but these boxers, they have they have that freedom to actually choose the best thing for their career. You don't get that in MMA. You're you're forced to fight who they want you to fight, regardless of what it does for your career. Maybe doing absolutely nothing for you. And if you turn down a fight that they're offering you, they'll punish you <laughs> as much as they can. Put you on the undercard, give you the toughest unnamed guy you could possibly fight. Start talking smack about you, call you boring. Say you don't, oh, he doesn't really want it anymore. He doesn't really want to fight. He doesn't want to fight the tough fights. It's all silly. It's all silly. So I have no problem with Ryan Garcia pulling out of the fight because, you know, he doesn't need to tune up. He's just going to wait for uh, the bigger fight. You know, when people want to cry about it, I don't I don't really get it. I don't really get it. I'm not not seeing it. Alrighty. And then Rocha, yeah, he smashed Ashy pretty good. Dropped him in the third and then put him out in the seventh, I believe. I'll screen share this site with you because I thought they did a good job. Um This one right to her. This is Boxing News 247.com. All right. Welterweight contender Alexis Lex Rocha, 22 1, 14 KOs, was forced to labor hard before finally knocking out his replacement opponent, George Ashey, 33 6 and 1, 25 KOs, in the seventh round on Saturday night at the YouTube Theater in Inglewood, California. Rocha dropped Ashy twice in the contest, once in the third and a final time in the seventh, resulting in the fight being stopped. Ashy was nailed by a big right hand from Rocha in the seventh, sent him down face first on the canvas, out cold in a highlight reel knockout. Yeah, and that was uh, he's a southpaw, so that was a hook. That right hand was a hook, I believe. Yep. But that's uh that was the boxing, the boxing news. And then we've got some uh nice videos or uh pictures here, I'm sorry. Oscar De La Hoya and the executioner. Bernard Hopkins looking slick, man. Bernard Hopkins looking good in old age. Looks like he could still go some rounds. Really does. Eat right. Take your vitamins. Take your vitamins, guys. But that's that's the boxing. That's the boxing news. Any of you guys have a problem with Garcia using his rights to uh, 
take a better fight, take more money? Is that a problem? Is that bad? Is he a bad guy? Is he evil? Is boxing dead? Because Garcia was able to <laughs> pick a better fight? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. Danny Arnold is a man. Fine, distinguished gentleman. He is with the super chat. Evening, John. Evening, fellas. Here's a little something for the cookie job, brother. Thank you very much. We'll go into the slush fund, the whiskey slush fund. Much appreciated. You want to see Hopkins versus Bobby Green? Mm, Natrilla fight? Interesting. Yes, you're right, T-Ball Paul. Garcia's chilling. He has 10 million Insta followers. He's he's making that shutter. You are right. He's making money. So he can he can fight the fights he wants to fight. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Why? You know, if you want to make somebody fight, pay him. Pay him. Uh, James, I don't know if Islam is at uh, AKA right now. I mean, I don't go into AKA much. Uh, the oldest boy is playing other sports. He's playing basketball right now. So I don't have time to take them to jujitsu. Um, we do a little work in the garage. I'm going to start a wrestling class. Starts this next Saturday, the 4th, here in San Jose. So if you guys are around in San Jose, Fight Craft off San Carlos, wrestling at 11 a.m. We're going to do some wrestling. Wrestling class in San Jose. It's doing it. We're doing it. It's going. <laughs> yep, you said it. Danny Arnold, I'm going to start taking my vitamins starting tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. All right, guys. Uh, so, yeah, that's the big, that's the big, uh, that's the big stuff. The boxing and the bare knuckles, that were great. I'm putting, I'm putting a link in the chat. You guys want to come on, get a free consult. We'll do it. We'll do it. All right. I'll put this up also in the Rockfin. Heaps. So just call in. If you got some questions, we'll, we'll chat chat it up um otherwise what is the big what's the big ufc event what's uh what's the next one what are we waiting on uh, ufc fight night lewis versus spivak and that's uh this weekend february 4th right this weekend Derek lewis spivak i don't know Derek lewis is He's kind of put himself into the gatekeeper, right? He's fun to watch. He's he's entertaining. It's cool. Like he cuts good promos. It's fun. But like, where is he in the rankings? Is he top ten? Is he considered a top ten? Do you guys really think Derek Lewis is top ten? Like he can knock guys out. He's tough, but he also loses a lot. He also chokes when he's fighting in front of his home crowd. So. How do we how do we rate that? We just put him in like oh, he's a fun guy, but like he ain't never gonna touch. He ain't never gonna touch that belt. He ain't gonna touch that inner circle. Joe Karate. I got my black belt in 2008. That's what I that's what I did. 
congratulations on your blue belt congratulations um a lot of people get to that blue belt and they quit though don't don't do that keep going keep getting there to your keep getting to your purples your browns your blacks get to that black and once you get to the black belt then you realize you just started you just got started in your journey all right uh we learned we learned together man we learned together because when the Dagestanis came, when Khabib and the Russians came, was right around 2010, 2011. That was right when we switched from working with Dave Camarillo to working with um, uh, Vieira, right? And we started learning the knee connect and the smash type stuff, pinning the hands behind the back. And a lot of, a lot of the stuff that a lot of people are using a lot now was introduced to us at uh, AKA, you know, a little over a decade ago. It was right around that same time that Khabib and those guys were in there. So we were learning and developing things together. It's kind of pretty cool. It's pretty cool, I must say. I must say. Yeah, you don't say, you don't say T-ball, Paul, UFC rankings are manipulated by brass. Yeah, they also are allowed to bet on, on fights. There's nothing restricting UFC insiders from betting on any of the fights. So they get a they get a manipulate the rankings, they get a match make, and they have all of the data and information that they they acquire from the fighters from the UFC Performance Institute. They have all that data, all that knowledge, and they're allowed to bet on the fights. Is that you guys feel comfortable? You guys really feel comfortable placing bets <laughs> when when somebody has that much leverage and knows that much about what's going on and you're going to you're going to bet against them? Mm, I don't know, man. Joy Karate asking uh, any advice to bring up my wrestle. Yeah, wrestle. Wrestle a lot. Wrestle a lot. Get some friends and work on wrestling. Get a solid uh, penetration shot. Always making sure that you have good posture that's 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 key uh and you want to put together a little system and get really good at that system because you're only going to need a small amount of attacks it's not about knowing you know a hundred different takedowns it's about being, being good at you know like three really good at three you know i like to use heavy hand fighting pressure to snap guys down open up attack open up opening so i can attack the legs i'm usually going to shoot a double leg right because i want to get that double blast through use power use explosive power but if you react and sprawl i'm pretty uh i'm geared and ready to pivot and change to a single leg attack that way i'm not stuck on that double but everything links together in in chains right so uh Drill your techniques and chains also. Don't just, you know, hit the double leg stop, you know, put a chain together. Use your setup to the double leg to the finish. And then, uh, you know, if you're looking for um, wrestling for your jiu-jitsu, look to pass, right? You're looking to pass. You're looking to mount. You're looking for your submission. Maybe, maybe their chin's out and you can attack their neck after – you, you took them down, you know, look for those things, chain those things together. 
Model Vanguard is saying, hit the link, guys. Get your free consult. He's gotten the most free consults out of everybody. Right? He's he's done the most. Take his advice. Listen to him. <laughs> hit the link, guys. Link's in the chat. Scroll up. Say what's up. Don't be afraid. Ask a question. I hit that in the chat again. I put it in the chat again. You guys, uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you're checking out the robot dog stuff. Okay. Robot dogs are coming. I had Rolo suggested to me a while ago. I watch a uh, episode of Black Mirror called Metalhead. You guys seen it? You guys seen Black Mirror? I always feel bad after I watch Black Mirrors. Like, why did I watch that? But I watched it. I finally watched it. And it's about the robot dogs. And it is terrifying. It is terrifying. Because it is 100% possible that that stuff happens. They could do that right now today. You know? Like, they know where you are where 24 hours a day. Because of your online presence. Because of the phone you carry around. They know exactly where you are. They could surgically strike you with robot dog pack, just sick them on you. It's like, all right, we know he's going to be here. We know he hangs out with these people. Neutralize the target. Scruffy. <laughs> oh, man. Topher, why don't you call him, man? All right, Topher says, add jujitsu tonight. Since he told me I smother people. I think I can thank Fitch Sans training videos for that. Nice. That's good. Um, it's uh it's good. It's good to hear that. You're smothering people. It means you're you're giving people claustrophobia. Okay. You're a walking uh claustrophobia giver <laughs> because you grab hold of them and the walls close in, they feel the tightness, they feel the pressure, they feel the weight. Gravity gets turned up on them. It's like their clothes are pulling them into the ground. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to get into the head. Then they get tired and they start breathing heavy. <laughs> T-Ball Paul says, the only thing you say that I think is far out is that the other promotions like PFL, One, Bellator are in cahoots with UFC. I think one has aspirations of really competing with UFC. I don't. Part of that reason is because I've seen emails between people at 1FC and the UFC. These people are not in competition. They're not. I think they all have their own systems of making money that they're happy with. And, and to be quite honest, the UFC's monopoly kind of freezes the whole industry. It, how many new promoters do you see jumping out and, and being able to promote? Because there's just not there's just not enough talent around to do that. If you have um, cross promotion, then you have more opportunities for more promoters. So more people with money are able to get into the game. Uh, man, what's what's his name? Like the rich, super rich guy, years ago tried to get into the game. Um, <clears throat> the Mavericks Mavericks owner, what's his name? You guys help me out with that. But uh, he was trying to promote. And he realized very quickly that you can't because 
the UFC because of the UFC's monopoly. You can't get the top fighters, so you can't promote a big show. It's impossible. He understood that. There's this a certain level you can't compete with them because of their monopoly over the title and the talent. Cuban, that's the one. Yep, you got it. You win the cookie. Like, uh, yeah, but Mark Cuban, he couldn't do it. You know what he? You know what he did? He ended up stopped trying to promote himself, and you know what he did? He bought shares in the UFC. <laughs> He's like, oh, I can't beat these guys. They're a monopoly. Uh, can't beat them. Join them. Might as well buy buy shares. Might as well profit off of what they're doing because you can't compete. You can't compete when you you can't get the top talent. Because we've talked about this before on the show. Is if it, me and you, right? Me, T, me and T Ball Paul, we come across five hundred million dollars, right? And we're like, yeah, we're going to become promoters, fight promoters. So who are we gonna who are we gonna sign? Who are we gonna sign for a first fight? We could get Naganu because he's a free agent now, thanks to the sunset clause that happened because of the class action lawsuit. But that that's only possible because of the class action lawsuit. So we have one guy, we have one top guy we could get, right? We could pay him. We could we could, hey man, we'll give you fifty percent of the pay per views on the fight. You and your opponent can have a, a split percentage of fifty percent of the pay per views. <laughs> but who else are you going to get? Right now, of course, you could put on a show with just Nagano because people would pay to see that. But like, who are you going to fill the rest of the card with? Up and comers that no one's ever heard of before. And then if those up and comers get famous, where do you think they're going to go? They're going to stay with you or are they going to try to fight for the top belt? Because there's only one top belt because that company bought all the other competition, bought all the other top belts up. Um, and I think the PFL was eerily came to fruition around the time of the filing of that, that lawsuit and some of the other things like the FCC investigation, they were investigated by the FCC when they bought up those other account, uh, promotions just to be sure, Hey, are you guys, buying these up to close them down and create a monopoly. Like, oh, no, we would never do that. And then as soon as the investigation stuff was over, they closed down all the other promotions. <sighs> Can't beat them, join them. Oh, invest. Yep. T-Ball FC. Yep, T-Ball FC. Oh, man. Come on, guys. Come on. Somebody uh, somebody, hit the link. Hit the link. Call in. Make it happen. All right. What else? What else was uh, on the card? All right. Blagoy. Blagoy Imanov. He's coming up next weekend also. I always like watching uh, Blagoy. Uh, he's fighting Tabluria. That's a good fight. That's a good fight. There'll be some big boys throwing heavy punches at each other. So those will be. So you got two good heavyweight fights, right? And um, what else we got on here? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I guess for me that's a two that's a two fight card. It's a two fight card. 
And that, man, it's always, it used to be, I understand we get so many more fights than we used to, but that used to be the thing about UFC was that you were going to get, you know, a lot of great fights and a lot of great names on those, on those cards that you wanted to see. But now, like right now, we're like two, we got a two-fight card, two fights that I'm remotely kind of interested in. But, eh. I'm an old guy, I guess. Just not the same back when I was a kid. Then uh, the big fight's coming up, man. The big one is going to be February 11th. Makachev Volkanovski. Mac and Volk. Sounds like a 80s uh, police comedy. Right, yeah. the Australian, New Zealand, and the uh, Russian have to fight bad guys. <laughs> Are you watching? Are you guys watching? You guys watching that? Zubaria is fighting. All right, Zubi's fighting. It's on the prelims. Still no Paula Costa. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Islam, Yar Rodriguez, and Emmett. Okay, that's interesting. Crute and Mainfield. Okay. I mean, the main event is, yeah, by far the best fight on that card. It's not exactly, it's not a knock your socks off card. What do you guys think? What are you guys thinking? Who you got? Volk versus Makashev. Am I am I sleeping on somebody on that card? Or is there somebody on that card I'm not aware is magnificent? I'm not going to see, not, 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 not recognizing their name or something. Because they're not, a lot of these aren't, names aren't jumping out at me. But yeah, Rodriguez, Emmett, Mainfield, Crute, Mekachev, Okanowski, those are solid fights. Boom. I hear a beep. I think uh, we have a guest. T-Ball Paul, I think, is in the house. All right, let's welcome him aboard. Mr. Paul, how's hey, it going? Awesome. Here you loud. <laughs> How's it going? I'm good. Cool. I'm what glad you're do doing content. You? I don't know if you're I was gonna say I don't know if you remember this, but there was this thing called the North American mixed martial arts in Anaheim. I'm from Orange County and it was in Anaheim and I was like thirteen. And I <laughs> and um Swick was there, you were there, Dan Henderson in her like all, all all the dudes of like the the mid 2000s were there so nice. yeah like you, you like signed my uh, magazine or something but <laughs> awesome it's, that was like yeah that was like 15 years ago and then and i saw you're doing the hell yeah man keep keep at it awesome. i'm 
cranking away here slowly but surely i don't get much love from uh the algorithms but whatever <laughs> talk about the real stuff that i mean i'm telling you 98 percent of creators you know wouldn't dare talk about you know all the stuff that that, that you talk about so but, but, but then, then again it's the truth and and yeah. and you you know you've been you've been through the ringer so about your your experiences with the uh, with the big you know, company you know? i mean i'm in a unique position where i've got insider info in the in the game but like, i don't really care like i've already burnt the bridges and people are already mad at me for whatever so i don't really care what i say <laughs> at this point t-ball did we lose you are you froze I think we're froze a little bit. Yep, I hear you. Oh, you got a, you got one bar. You got one red bar. Let's see. Oh, well, let's see if he calls back. Um. You thinking Islam's gonna smash him? I think I think he's gonna get inside, take him down, foot sweep, beat him up, maybe submit him on the ground. All right, let's try this again, Paul. All right, we I think yeah. we got you. All right, so oh, did we freeze again? Let's see if we can get to your question. I'm sorry, you're freezing up still. I missed that. Really? Oh, you're you're crystal clear here on my end. Oh yeah, you froze for a second. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Right now, yeah. So let me hear. Let me hear your question. Okay, sweet. You know, I mean, I, I asked you a couple of questions because I just kind of, I just, you know, because I've I've tuned in into your live streams before and just. Like it was kind of shocking to me that you believe that um, the PFL and one and all the other, you know, hoots with the UFC. And like, I I agree with you that it is suspicious that all popped up, you know, right, right when the class action mm -hmm. lawsuit came about. And it's really cool that you know the the class action lawsuit. I mean, that is that's probably that's the reason why Francis Ngannou clause and is able yeah. to do what he's doing right now so, so like I, that's really cool that you know but um i just went dark but it's okay so one of the things is <clears throat> there ways i don't think they're trying to um compete with them is like do you ever see counter programming like they're never trying to be like oh our show's better we're going to put a show on at the same time there's never any counter programming um uh, but the UFC notoriously used to counter program against their competitors before. Now they don't anymore. Now, now they don't really try to automatically put a fight on the night their competitors are having fights. Now they're just kind of doing their own thing and everybody else does their own thing. Um, you also don't see any bidding wars. Never has anybody ever bid against the UFC. The UFC just gets done with people and lets them go. And it's never a fight, you know. Um, 
And uh, it just strikes me as odd that these other promoters would benefit greatly from the Ali Act, yet none of the promoters will do anything in support of the Ali Act or even mention the class action lawsuit. You would think that they'd be like, yeah, it's a monopoly. We can't make as much money. And they would want to do something to break up that monopoly. But there's zero effort in any way. And I am not, I'm just saying this all sounds fishy. This just sounds really fishy. Like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you take the boot off your neck if you could? Yeah. You know, like, especially like Scott Coker, he's, from my, from my opinion, he's a pretty skilled promoter because he promoted since the 80s. He's been promoting kickboxing since the 80s. He knows what he's doing. It's like, why would you purposely just allow UFC to hold this monopoly over you when, like, if you could remove it, you would make more money and do a better job? Yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. But... um, And then when you see... When you see how, like, the bottom, the like, the next, the next three promotions, and then you know, in the number two position to the UFC, like, if you combine their total uh, profit of money they're making, like, combine all of them together, it's still one tenth of what the UFC does. Yeah, yeah. So I it's mean, like the they're, UFC, I... so they're not. It, there's no. There's no competition. There's none. But, and I'm, but I'm like, not, I could be wrong, but I don't know. It seems it seems odd. It seems odd to me. But but you have to realize that class fighters that could kick ass in the UFC that fight in mm -hmm. Bellator and, and PFL. Would would you agree with that? 100%. Yeah, there's fighters all over the world that could compete at the highest level. And I think that's something we get robbed of right now is because of the OC's monopoly, because they have had a monopoly for over 10 years, in my opinion, they've had a monopoly for over 10 years. So that means this monopoly has been giving out the rankings and the titles and the ascension to titles controlled by them. So how much of it's real? How much of it is real? And how much, how much of it is is just pro wrestling? You know, if they control the top 10 guys so heavily, like what's the chances that they're not really as good as they are making them out to be? It's been, it's been 10 years since we saw any real competition between different promotions. Can you hear me? Yeah. I think the answer is John Sling than pro wrestling is now. What's that? The UFC is is more pro wrestling than pro wrestling is yes the yes, the, char think... the the characters and you know like i was saying earlier the manipulation of the rankings yep you're not not wrong so not wrong not wrong at all yeah. I, I was just basically saying like because because i watch one i watch pfl bellator and i'm like dang fighters and i think that when a bellator or a one signs an amazing fire way of saying, "Hey, we're gonna build up a great roster, and we're gonna compete with the UFC." That's that's Musasi, and, and when one has their studs, like when they sign these guys to compete with the UFC, is is that? Do you not agree with that? No, I, the 
the way that MMA uh, business model is set up, what happens is the promoters use the fighter's name to promote the promotion. Where in boxing, the boxer is supposed to be promoted over everything. Like the, the boxing promotion pushes the fighter in the fighter's name. It's all about the fighter, just pushing the fighter. You may never hear who the promotion is. So when 1FC or Bellator sign a big name, it's, it has nothing to do with them trying to compete with the UFC. It's them trying to steal market share because now they're, they're getting those people who know that name to associate that name with their brand now. Okay. I mean, that that makes sense but because if now if there was actual cross promotion and there was an independent title and and ufc's like yeah we're we're signing we're signing uh shogun whatever you know because he's, he's retired you know and we're gonna you're gonna put a lot of money into him we're gonna put money into his trainers into his meal plans into his diet and we're gonna get him straightened out and we're gonna turn him into a champ and because he won the title now that's where they make all their money is because now they have a, a guy who went out and won the independent title. Now they're making a huge percentage or not a huge percentage, but making a small percentage of a huge amount of money. And that's where the promoter makes their money back from. It's just, a, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different game. How they, of how the promoter makes money under the boxing model versus MMA model, but it's all prize fighting. So we got Topher in the chat. So he broke up. Well, anyways, um, I'm, it's okay. I'm going to have, have uh, dinner with my folks right now. So I, I had to hop out of dinner to make this little uh, chat. Oh. <laughs> I'll pop in. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Thanks for calling in. Really appreciate you calling in. Excellent questions. Sweet. Good talking. Sweet. And like, yeah, I don't know anything. I just have, I just smell fish and I just like to, just like to pick at things and see what's there sounds good have a good night all right man take it easy all right nice it was a good call see you guys it's harmless but yeah topher said it topher said it right topher said i believe it makes perfect sense ufc pfl etc including like the business model allows everything's kind of fixed into place like how many new promotions have propped up recently how like seriously like like pfl's been around for a decade how many other uh big promotions have propped up everything's kind of locked into place maybe is that a good thing or it sounds like to me that's lack of competition because anybody who comes into money should be able to be like hey you know what i'm gonna get a half million dollar loan i'm gonna try putting on some events and see what i what, what i can do with this maybe i'm good maybe i'm not but if everything's locked up, like nobody's ever going to able to, no, no new, no new people are going to be able to enter the market. That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem legal, <laughs> right? UFC, UFC is Topher saying UFC is pro wrestling, but real. No, it's um. Remember the when when WWE did the uh, bra for it all, right? Those were like they put boxing gloves on the pro wrestlers and they made them fight. They were like real fights, and these guys got bad concussions <laughs> in that thing. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Like everything else is fake about it. The fights are real, 
but then they leverage the fights. So UFC gets to gets to gamble, right? The UFC brass, everybody on the inside, they get to gamble. They get to they get to match make, right? They get to give the ranking. They get to do the matchmaking. They get to bet on the fights. They get to look at all the data from the uh, UFC Performance Institute. They get to look at all that stuff. They get to you tell me they're not these people aren't financially interested in leveraging the fights the way they want and gambling on them? Really? Oh, because they're they're just such honest people. They're so honest. They would never do something like that. That's oh, psh, dastardly. Ha, you're you're crazy for thinking that somebody would use data and <laughs> things to manipulate in order to gamble and make money. Topher is asking, how would you make money if you ran an MMA promotion, Fitch? Making money as an MMA promoter seems impossible. But they're all running. They're all making money. I, I think that's a scam that promoters get in your head, that they're all broke. Because no one ever made money promoting things before. I, I think there's a lot of money in promotion. There's a lot of lucrative possibilities in promoting events and promoting boxing. There's a lot of cash that passes hand. There's alcohol, alcohol sales and food sales on site, site feeds. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of ways to make money if you're promoting and can promote well. You know. Yep. James, uh, there is. You guys should watch that. If you have not ever watched that, can you tell us what the name of that is, James? I forget, but it was. It was a documentary about the brawl for it all. And it's one of those like behind the behind the scenes, like behind the whatever things, the pro wrestling stuff. I watched that. It was pretty wild. It's not as crazy as the the one guy. There's one guy that like used to cut people and it was wild. Chris, Chris <laughs> Tinkle. Uh I was watching, we used to do uh, Fish and Tinkle Smash Everything. We watched that, and I didn't, he didn't give me any backstory to it. And I was like, did he just, he just cut that guy's face open? <laughs> like, it was just, it was wild, man. That was a wild episode, I must say. All right, guys. Um, good, to, good to have you guys here. Thanks for stopping by. Um, I think it's been an hour. It's about time to go. Make sure you guys are going to johnfish.net, signing up for the newsletter. We got Robot Dog shirts available. There's the uh, thing here. I even got, he put a QR code on it to really simplify. But there's links below. You can get the Robot Dog stuff. You can get the other stuff too. I got regular clothes. Get the regular clothes there too. Johnfish.net, sign up for the newsletter. I'm still working on the practical self-defense thing. It's taken me some time because now, now I got to start taxes too. It's nothing worse than like your bully making you take your wallet out, count your money, and then give me <laughs> give me it. That's what it, every year, every year, bully comes for my lunch money. Let me see what you got in your wallet. What'd you make this year, huh? Let me see it. That's mine. 
how would you have roads? How would you have roads if it wasn't for me? Bullies. Bullies, man. <laughs> Absolute bullies. But go and get your robot dog stuff, man. Get your robot dog stuff. Show them the peace hands. It'll be good. It'll be good for you. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I appreciate y'all. It was a good, fun, fun chat with everybody. Um, thank you for the call in. That was great. It was good to have your input. Always enjoy talking with people and discussing things. All right, guys. Um, it was a good stream. I'll check you out later.